With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to Twisted News, where we bring you the strangest true crime stories currently happening all around the world. I'm Andrew. Thanks so much for tuning in. And today, we're checking out the case of an author who literally wrote a book about how to grieve. But it turns out she may have actually murdered her husband. Then, we look into a story that was half a century in the making. A young girl who was kidnapped back in 1971 is now just recently reunited with her family. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number 1. Bereaved Bestseller The grief caused by someone's death is one of the most difficult things to heal from. People face and process grief differently. There are those who let time heal the pain, those who try to bury the grief with other things in their lives like work and hobbies. And there are also those who choose to create art out of it. 33-year-old Corey Richens of Comish, Utah, lost her husband of nine years, 39-year-old Eric, on the 4th of March, 2022. Per the reports, Curry called for help after finding her husband cold to the touch. Upon his passing, he left behind his wife and their three children. Curry said that she and Eric had been celebrating the night before because of a successful home purchase. She made them a drink and they each had a THC gummy. Later, she gave Eric another glass in their bedroom and Then she went to take care of their kids in their bedroom before returning to Eric at around 3 a.m. That was when she felt there was something wrong with her husband and immediately called 911. It was a tragedy. A year later, she would go on to publish her self-authored children's book entitled Are You With Me? as a way to help her children face the grief of losing their father. The story is about a child who has lost their father, but who is reminded that his presence still exists all around them, just like an angel watching over them. Whether it's playing at the park or simply enjoying a quiet moment at home, the child is comforted by the knowledge that their father is always by their side. But just a couple months after this book was released, Curry was then arrested and charged with the murder of her husband, Something that perhaps most, but not everyone, found shocking. According to the autopsy, Eric's death was caused by fentanyl poisoning. Fentanyl, as you may know, is a powerful pain reliever that's a hundred times more potent than morphine. It was reported that his system had five times the lethal dosage amount, and authorities believe the one who fed him this was his wife. Eric's family also seemed to second that notion. When authorities recalled the time they responded to the Richens' residence, they found Eric's body lying at the foot of his bed. Curry told them that she performed CPR on her husband, but they knew that wasn't true because they found blood in his mouth and none on her. 
He also didn't mention that he was bleeding, as one would do if they were trying to save the life of their loved one. She told EMS that her husband had an addiction to pain pills back in high school, but that was it. During the investigation, authorities were able to talk to an acquaintance of Curry, who had been asked by her if she could get a prescription for pain meds. Curry told her that the meds were for an investor who was experiencing back pain. They were able to get their hands on hydrocodone pills initially, but when Curry asked for some of the Michael Jackson stuff, meaning something a lot stronger, she gave her about 15 to 30 fentanyl pills. A couple weeks after that, Curry asked for another batch, and after she got those, just six days later, Eric passed away. Authorities also later revealed that Eric himself previously warned his family that if anything happened to him, his wife was definitely the one to blame. Three days after Curry received the first batch of those fentanyl pills, Eric became extremely sick, possibly from the dinner he and his wife ate. He then told a friend that he suspected his wife was trying to poison him. And that wasn't the first time this incident had happened, though, because according to Eric's sister, even a few years back when the couple went to Greece, Eric called her to tell her about getting extremely sick after drinking what his wife gave him. Another more recent incident was when Eric suffered from hives and had difficulty breathing after a Valentine's Day dinner in 2022. Because of these suspicious incidents, Eric made the decision to sort of protect his assets from his wife. In his will and power of attorney, he changed the beneficiary from his wife to his sister. This was to ensure that their children were protected and covered no matter what happened to them, and to prevent Curry from successfully killing him for money, as he was quoted as saying. He also made sure that his business partner, Cody Wright, knew about these curious and troubling incidents, as they both have joint life insurance policies for their business, CNE Stone Masonry. Apparently, sometime in January of 2022, Curry changed that policy by making her the sole beneficiary for the two men. Originally, Cody and Eric appointed each other as their beneficiaries. Luckily, the insurance company immediately alerted both men of the change, so they quickly reverted it to the original. It seemed like Curry didn't know about this. Thus, Eric's death had happened about a month later. Investigators also later learned that Eric was already planning to divorce his wife. Just a day after Eric's passing... Curry closed the sale of the house, which she previously lied about, saying it was the reason for the couple's celebration the night Eric died. However, it was later revealed by Eric's family that Eric did not approve of the sale because it was too expensive. It was also reported that during this time, she still didn't know that she had been replaced by her sister-in-law in the will. When she did, she assaulted her and also sued her for being named in Eric's will instead of her. Finally, on May 8th of 2023, Curry was arrested and charged with aggravated murder and possession with intent to distribute. She's currently being held without bond and will be back in court soon for a detention hearing to determine if she should be kept in jail while awaiting trial. Number 2. Half-Century Homecoming After Kidnapping According to the stats, 
There's a child that goes missing in the United States every 40 seconds, and the outcomes to those incidents differ from case to case. For one family, finding their loved one again after being kidnapped half a century ago seemed impossible, but somehow, against all the odds, they did. Melissa Highsmith was abducted from her parents' house in Fort Worth, Texas, when she was just 21 months old. Her abductor, her former nanny. It happened on August 23, 1971, after her mother, 22-year-old Alta, hired a woman named Ruth Johnson to be her daughter's babysitter as she went to work as a waitress. According to Alta, she had placed an advertisement in the papers for a sitter, and that's when Ruth responded. Temporarily, Alta left her infant daughter under the care of her roommate in their apartment on Seminary Road before a well-dressed Ruth came and picked her up. Over that was the last time anyone had seen or heard from Ruth and the baby again. Decades later, they would learn that despite not having solved the case, the baby grew up not far from where she was abducted and still in Fort Worth. She was then called Melanie by the family who raised her, and she never knew the truth about her past. She would go on to grow up in an unloving and abusive household. At the age of 15, she ran away from home and lived on the streets in order to survive. A couple weeks after the abduction, Alta wrote an open letter to the kidnapper, which was published in a local paper. However, no further leads were found to help with the case. Melissa's family had all but given up, especially when the statute of limitations on Melissa's abduction expired after she supposedly turned 38. But her case remained on the roster of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. On the NCMEC page about Melissa... There's a digitally aged, processed image of the girl to help with her search in case she was still alive. And this feature is available on all open missing cases on the site. It was this same photo that actually sparked hope in the family, as they could see what their baby may look like now, and so all help was not lost in their eyes. When DNA testing became more accessible and even started to be used to help solve crimes, the family thought of seeing if it could help with their search. And Jeffrey Highsmith, Melissa's father, took a DNA test with 23andMe. The results were a true blessing, as his DNA linked him to a child he had named Melanie Walden, who just might be his missing daughter. After looking through her Facebook page, comparing her digitally enhanced photo and seeking assistance from 23andMe, Melissa's siblings were able to finally connect with the girl now named Melanie. The much-anticipated reunion finally happened recently. Melissa met with her real parents and two of her four siblings. She later shared that after learning of the abduction, she confronted the person who raised her, who then told her the truth. It took half a century, but finally, one lost child among the statistics managed to finally come back home to her family. Local police also reiterated that they are still committed to finding out the entire truth about Melissa's 51-year-old abduction to try and help bring justice to the case. So there were two of the most disturbing and hopeful news stories around. The world can be a crazy place and twisted news is sure to show you why. Thank you guys for tuning in today. 
And to watch these episodes, remember to go check out our Scary Mysteries YouTube channel. Hope to see you over there. Elevate your summer with Osea's best-selling body care set. It's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go. Featuring travel sizes of Osea's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral skincare, like their best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Right now, you can get the best-seller's body care set, a $78 value, 33% off. And use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER.